Hello everyone, I'm your host, Chloe Cohen, French sustainable fashion journalist, and I am glad to welcome you on the Fashion Label Brazil podcast. In this podcast, we will talk about Brazilian fashion and its highlights with many successful Brazilian designers. For the first episode, we will talk about buying and selling, about how to convince buyers from important boutiques or department stores when your fashion brand, and we will also talk about Brazilian fashion assets. For this conversation, I'm happy to welcome Brazilian fashion designers and one special guest, Khalia Bustani, senior consultant at Univer Retail in Paris. So first in introduction, could you present yourself, your job and your brand very quickly? And maybe we can start with you, Thelma. Okay. So hi, thank you for having us. I'm Thelma Azevedo. I'm fashion director at Lenny Niemeyer. Uh, Lenny Niemeyer is an iconic Brazilian fashion brand specialized in luxury resort wear pieces, from bathing suits to elegant evening summer dresses. Inspired by Brazilian exotic nature, fine arts, and architecture, our founder Lenny creates chic and sophisticated pieces to last in design and also in quality. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Now, maybe, Selina, you can talk about your brand and yourself. Hello, I'm Selina, creative director of Catarina Mina. We are very happy to share some of our history story with you. Um, our brand have, has over 15 years in the business, and we have always worked with um, handmade pieces, artisanal, mostly bags. Now... We also have clothes and all, and we believe in a sustainable fashion industry. We have won some awards in Brazil because of our purpose and sustainability chain of artisans. And um, that's a little bit of our history, and I'm very happy to be here. Hmm, thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> Then, Alessandra, maybe uh, the same question, uh, if you can talk about your, your brand and uh, yourself and your job. Sure, my pleasure. I am Alessandra. I'm head of sales of Blanc Fashion, and we are the international director and team of Yukio. Yukio is a destination where brand that was launched in 2019 internationally and It's made to all women that are looking for a beautiful and unique swimwear, dresses, clothes, which every print is hand-drawn by Fabio Yukio himself. The brand is already present in over 100 stores in more than 10 countries. Thank you so much for having us here today. We are very happy to be sharing this moment with you. Thank you for having me, Chloe. I'm Ralia Bustani. I'm a senior retail consultant at Univer Retail. I have had a long experience in fashion and fashion retail as I started working in the store and retail environments, visual merchandising, merchandising, buying, and then decided to go into consultancy. But uh, I have also developed a thorough research on retail and retail environments uh, as uh, it was 
as a um, an area that uh, that is of interest uh, to me. And this has uh, induced into publishing several books on retail. And the latest was uh, concentrating more on the question of how to manage fashion brands during turbulent times. So here I am, Chloe, ready for you and all of the questions that you have for me. <laughs> mm, I'm very happy to have all of you uh, also in this conversation. So thank you very much for being here. So this conversation is about selling and buying uh, mostly. So what buyers from important boutiques or department stores are looking for? What differentials they want to see? Um, how do they choose one brand over another? We will keep the same order. So maybe Telma, you can start to answer the, the, this question. Okay. Well, I think buyers are always looking for brands that can show a clear and strong message about who they are and why they do whatever they do. The product is just a result of this message, you know. Of course, you do have to have design and quality and communication aligned with your concept, your message as a brand. What I think is all about uh, what the brand stands for. The strongest is the concept, the safest the buyer and the client will feel about buying or wearing it. I uh, believe that buyers will choose brands that can bring something fresh and new to their market or maybe brands that, that can increase and successful offer that they already have, like a certain style that is selling very well or a specific product. And the second step in all this is to understand if the brand is sustainable, if its values can be interesting for the market the buyer is buying for. So I think that choosing between brand A or B will also depend on uh, what are the results that they have to achieve in that moment. This is, these are my thoughts. Mm, very interesting. And what do you think, Selina, um, um, about this question also? I agree very much with um, with what Thelma has said, and I also believe in that it's very important to have a clear purpose on wh why you are doing what you are doing. Uh, uh, clothes are more the brand is sending a message to the world, and people want to hear and understand what are we talking about. Also, I believe in sustainability. I think every day more and more people are interested in sustainable brands. And I believe in the, that it's important to be original, to have identity, culture. And here in Catarina Mina, we believe in the artisanal also, in the handmade and maintaining our ancestral cultures. That's a little bit of what I believe. Mm, yeah, very interesting also. And um, Alessandra, what are your thoughts about uh, all of this? Yes, I also agree pretty much with everything that Thelma and Selena mentioned. 100% for sure the buyers are looking for it. I also believe that buyers are looking for brands that offer them a complete solution. So they don't want to buy only two or three styles of a brand and need to complete that category with another brand. So the more complete the brand is in terms of the collection and a strong DNA, the higher chances that they will be present 
in the stores. One other thing that I see that is very important and clients pay much attention today is everything that is done after they define your brand to be present in their store or their e-commerce. It's very important to have a perfect shipping, a perfect follow-up with the client. We also always tell the brands and offer the clients to have training sessions. And this is something that they really appreciate and they always want it because this shows clients that you are not only looking for a sale, but you are also looking for their good results, for them to have a good sell-through through your brand. So I believe that this complements everything that Thelma and Selena said. It's interesting to think uh, about uh, the buying or selection of brands uh, in a way that um, consists of selecting the brand that has uh, ticked most of the boxes or has uh, filled in most of the criteria required for a department store. First of all, brands, uh, department store look for brands that have a clear and unique identity. We're not going uh, to go in depth into explaining what is an identity and how important it is. But the brand should have a clear and distinctive identity and a story to tell. And this should set it apart from other brands uh, in that department store or retail environment. This being said, if the brand started working on its uh, identity and notoriety, it would have done that to create a certain reputation related to its style, quality, reliability, and other things. And social media has greatly contributed to that. So believe it or not, today buyers would look for brands that have uh, already established uh, a reputation and they would go to social media to check at the extent to which uh, they are active and how people react to that brand and how they interact with it. This being said, if the department store chooses a brand, it has to align with its target market. Each department store caters for specific uh, segments or customers. Therefore, buyers will be looking for brands that align with these markets. Moreover, they should um, pay a lot of attention to product quality and innovation. Today, Chloe, most uh, buyers of department stores uh, will have as a priority uh, brands and products that have not only unique cuts and styles, but also have selected unique uh, material or innovation uh, in terms of the processing of these material, which will give a unique product line. And then this is uh, a question that every department store and buyer will ask, the, uh, the, the question of pricing and profitability. This uh, unique product that, that uh, buyers will be looking for will be sold at a retail price. Okay, buying and selling is always a great issue, but can I be profitable when I purchase from this brand and I um, resell it in my department store. Therefore, the brand should be also aware of the importance of structuring a clear pricing uh, strategy of its collection and the types of the products it will include in that collection to meet customers' expectation, hopefully coming to that department store. 
Um, believe it or not, uh, buyers will also uh, seek brands that actively engage in marketing and promotional activities to drive customer awareness. So even that, if we believe that the, the department store will help marketing the brand, we have to understand that in today's retail environment, the brand has also a big chunk of responsibility into helping and aiding or activating its brand uh, to create better or more awareness and therefore drive people further to the department store because we think that the department store is becoming an outlet um, that pushes the sales of the brand further rather than being the sole point of uh, sales of that brand if you see what i mean and maybe the last two points should relate to supply chain and logistics. And this uh, vendor uh, relationship uh, that has to be established. Most of the times, it's easy for buyers to look for brands that are at proximity. For instance, France would normally look for brands that are at proximity in Europe. Because uh, the further the brand is, there is the question of logistics and costs of logistics and reliability of logistics and so on. This question is really important and the brand has to come prepared with answers about all the distribution networks, logistics, costs, and efficiencies uh, to ensure that the brand has always the right stock and stock levels in the department store. And finally, we're talking about a relationship. Yes, there should be a very positive, responsive, engaging communication between the department store's buyers and uh, the brand to ensure that this collaboration is a win-win. At the end of the day, we're getting into a marriage here and we have to do as much as we can to make it happen and to make that relationship a success. I believe that I have uh, summed up uh, the most important points uh, that uh, department stores could be looking at. But if I might, and if I may, I should also uh, include a very important point, which is today related to sustainability. I believe that, uh, and you, you, you could tell me uh, again, Chloe, about it from your experience, but if a brand uh, is sustainable or engages in sustainable practices or ethically related practices, it would be sexier <laughs> for buyers uh, to, to look for. Uh, and at the eyes of the buyers, it would be uh, a brand to look out for. So either the use of sustainable material, ethical production uh, practices, waste management, waste reduction. Uh, I think of energy efficiency in uh, development or transparency, responsible uh, relationships between uh, designer and suppliers, all the issues related to certifications and recognitions, and most importantly, the brand values. I mean, why we are doing it, how we are doing it, and how it impacts our employees' environment or the planet all in all. I believe this is uh, an important uh, element to, that we should highlight. Yeah, that's a really interesting point also. And um, do you think there is any specificities or differences regarding the markets or the countries? Yes, absolutely. Well, here in Brazil, we are in a country, in a country with continental, continental uh, dimensions. It's a huge country. So for us, what is a hit on the south, for sure, is not on the northeast and neither in the southeast. Some pieces might work everywhere, but it's very difficult. It's hard. 
we see that in Europe, for example, Portugal and Spain uh, always look for the classy and elegant pieces. In Italy, they like better the sexy pieces. And in the US, for example, the West Coast uh, needs black color, black is mandatory, and that print, non-print, the little prints are very successful. On the other hand, in the West Coast, the colorful pieces are always a hit. So it's always the challenge for us as brands to try to be relevant in different places without losing our identity. I think this is the challenge. Oh, yes, I can imagine. And Selina, what do you think? I totally agree that there are lots of difference between the markets. Um, and here in Brazil, we can see, as Thelma said, even we've been one only country, there are lots of difference. But I will leave this question to Alex, Alessandra answer mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm pretty sure she will be more uh, answer better than me. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see Alessandra <laughs> about this question. Yes, I, I think there are many differences. I agree with everything that Thelma said for sure. And we have differences in many different ways, not only in the collection, but in the collection, yes. Inside the same country, you have differences. And also in the way that you approach the client, in the way that the client sees the collection, there are many specific things to each client in each country. And also many different, for example, if it's a store, if it's an online store, there are many peculiarities of each of the places. So I believe that collection is something, the way that you assist the client, it's another point. And these would be mainly the two things I would like to, to add here. Yes, uh, I would say naturally it is. From a marketing perspective, from a retail perspective, specifics regarding marketing uh, markets and countries are a given. There are always local consumer preferences. Even in one country or in one uh, town or in one sector, there could be uh, different levels um, of expectations of customers. And this will naturally engender different offerings uh, that could meet the expectations of these people. So each market and country has its own unique uh, consumer preferences, styles, and cultural influences. So normally buyers understand the specifics of these tastes and trends and um, uh, consumer purchasing behaviors. Therefore, they would put all of these elements for and foremost when they consider including new brands uh, into uh, their environments. So they would be inclined to say that, okay, we love this brand, we love the cuts, but please be careful that the colors that you have chosen do not meet our customer preferences. So please, we invite you to change the colors or go into different types of prints, etc. I'm going into the simplest type of argument. Then there is the market size and the potential of the 
purchasing power of that market. So buyers also take the time to assess the size and the potential of a market or country to determine if it aligns with the department store's business goals and growth strategies. So they analyze all of these factors, such as population size, for instance, and consumer spending patterns to evaluate the extent to which the market is attractive and the type of volume sales it could have before uh, going into uh, engaging with different types of uh, brands and putting them in the department store. So this economic factor plays a crucial role in the buying process. And we have seen it lately, uh, especially in France or now all over the world with the inflation uh, levels, the currency exchange rates, the market instability, and so on. All of these factors would highly uh, impact the pricing strategies, profitability, uh, might as well say the affordability of products for consumers. But Chloe, there are also other elements that we tend to forget that are really important for buyers and in the buying process. There are the regulatory and trade policies. We need to be aware of all of these trade policies to understand how we can buy from country to country. Are there import-export regulations, customs, duties, taxes? Would this impact positively or negatively, the collections that I'm buying from designers from overseas, all of these uh, procurement would af- uh, policies uh, uh, would affect my price, my retail pricing of the product. Therefore, uh, we would uh, naturally uh, come to this idea of uh, the competitive landscape. I mean, buyers would analyze this competitive landscape and they would have to evaluate and assess which is the best brand uh, to integrate into their department store uh, and if it will yield a positive return uh, or not. And to conclude, um, there are the questions related to cultural sensitivity. It's really important to understand the nature of the market, its culture, its maybe uh, people, uh, specifics. Are there any norms, traditions? Are there sensitivities to uh, products that are very showy, very colorful? Uh, the cuts are very low. Uh, you know, all of these customs and requirements would also allow me to uh, impose maybe certain types of um, um, regulations and present them to the the brand uh, with which I am hoping to to work with. Also, there are seasonal considerations and uh, other types of uh, environmental considerations. For instance, if I'm going to purchase ski related products or uh, bathing suits or summery products, when do I have to purchase them from and in which uh, season am I going to present them at? All of these questions are important and uh, invite buyers to thoroughly research and understand all of the nuances of each market or country they are buying for to make an informed decision and curate a an assortment that resonates with its local customers and is most relevant to them. Hmm. Okay, thank you uh, for these uh, informations. Um, so we, we talked about department stores or important boutiques and their side, but now how a brand has to prepare itself to convince the buyers and to be presented by a department store. What should the brand highlight, for example? 
I think it's a combination that being having a strong brand with everything that I, uh, that Alessandra said that I think it's very very important. I think that the same the first thing ever is to know why they do whatever they do and uh, to stand for your product and to stand for your brand and to really have clear to yourself uh, what is your brand, why you're doing it, and how can you make your product strong. This is one part of the thing. The other part is the, of the thing is how is to know how to work with the buyer. It's everything that Alessandra said, and I agree pretty much. It's to do a little bit of research about the boutique or the market that you want to sell to, uh, to understand how can how you sh should approach this client, how you can bring solutions uh, with products, first of all, in products in your collection, as uh, most of all with swimwear. Here in, in, in Lenny, we'd say that to sell swimwear, swimwear is like a service to your customer. You're, you're uh, selling a beautiful after party in the beach or maybe an evening in the beach and you have to sell everything that customer needs is the bikini the swimsuit maybe a, a sortie plage i forgot the name in portuguese in english but uh, everything that the client might need and all this thing has to be in the store so you have to understand if the store uh, will buy this solution, how you can help your buyer to offer not only the product, the entire collection, or, or how can you make, as Alessandra said, your collection sell through your customers. I think it's a pretty combination of a strong brand with a good service. Thank you. And uh, Selina, what do you think about all of this? Yes, I agree. For us, it's very important to talk about our purpose or the reasons why we are here doing what we do and um, our differentials, our DNA. <laughs> and um, of course, it's very important to have experience, to deliver, to have the whole package and to, so the, the, the department store can be sure that the, we are going to be secure about all that. But and also about the purpose, what's behind the, the chain and everything that that uh, makes the brand what the brand is. Here in Catalina Mina, um, as I said, we, we work with um, artisans and we make sure to, to be more than just a, a brand. We also... We also do have projects with them and develop the, the communities. And that's also as important to us as other, other, the, the communications and everything that's involved in the fashion brand. Yeah, very interesting. And uh, Alessandra? Yes, I agree also with Thelma and Selena. And I also believe that there are details the brand can offer to the clients that will make it easier for them to sell the products well and to communicate exactly what the brand wants to be shown and spoke to the clients. For example, Katarina Mina has a QR code in each of the pieces that shows the women that did that product and tells the story of these artisans. 
it's translated in 40 languages. So let's say we cannot give a training session to all the team from a specific store, from Newman Marcus, for example. So not all of them are aware of these benefits and how unique the purpose of the brand is. By the time that you have a QR code that speaks with the final client, you are making it very easier for the department stores to communicate what you want and making it very positive for you as well. So there are many different ways to do that. I believe this is very special for the buyers. They really like when the the brands have initiative like these ones. This is one point I, I would like to add. And there's one more thing that I see growing a lot nowadays with the department stores and the major online stores, that is the drop shipping. This is something that we didn't see that much in the past, but right now it's very, very common and used. So they can try the brand at first online, see how the brand performs, and after that, the brand will go physically to their stores. This is very positive for both sides. It's not necessarily a huge investment. There's something very, very positive, again, both for the brand and for the buyers. So I believe this is also something that is very important for the brands to offer to the clients besides everything that Thelma and Selena said. Well, you know, for and foremost, they, they should have a, a professional presentation and communication. You know, it's like uh, the, the, the basic of the basic, because at the end of the day, uh, we're not only selling a product, but we're selling a story. And we need to be very prepared and well-structured uh, in terms of our presentation, whether we're doing a simple PowerPoint presentation, backing it up with our products. The idea is to have a clear script that communicates our brand's value proposition, its key messages, its supporting evidence, the brand story, history. Uh, all of this has to really make sense and it has to be presented in a concise and very compelling uh, manner to speak to the buyer. This being said, uh, before coming to that presentation, it's really important to craft a compelling brand story that show showcases the unique value proposition. Every brand should have a brand story, either in how they make the product, uh, why they make it, how the story was born, are there specific people working, communities, uh, does, it, does it engage, uh, for instance, uh, people in a community or not? All of these uh, interesting elements have to be put uh, forward and uh, highlighted. Then there should be an attention, a specific attention to showcasing uh, not only the collection, but a well-curated collection. You know, when, when we work in design and fashion design, we start conceiving a collection. And then we might uh, get uh, really, really drawn with the idea of designing without paying attention that we are looking at presenting a collection and not only 
beautiful styles. This means there should be a certain equilibrium between uh, tops and bottoms, uh, maybe uh, dresses and skirts. You know the drill. It depends on the type of the brand uh, and the offering and the target market. There should be a a conception of a clear collection that is calculated to present a full range and that meets the customer's needs and still offer a competitive advantage. Not forgetting that it should always highlight the quality and if it has a certain story, it should highlight the craftsmanship. Because today, buyers are looking for brands that pay attention to detail. It pays attention to a certain type of finishing, quality, material, or manufacturing technique that is um, difficult to copy, and that makes the entire difference. Because we know that it's easy today in fashion to just reproduce a style, but reproducing and reproducing uh, is very different as uh, sometimes the product's detail makes the whole difference. And I have mentioned earlier this um, idea uh, on sustainability and ethical practices. And I believe that brands should come equipped with a story related to uh, all their sustainable initiatives, uh, ethical sourcing practices and patterns, and their commitment to the social local uh, environment. And unfortunately for brands who are uh, always uh, starting as designers and who do not like to do market research... (laughs) But they have to do market research and they have to uh, work a lot on their uh, sales performance to deliver a successful story. Um, Let me explain myself. If the brand did not conduct thoroughly its market research to understand the department store's target market and preferences, it might come with a beautiful collection, but that does not uh, respond at all to what the department store's positioning is and who their clients are. So we don't want to come to that situation where the brand uh, is directly dismissed because it doesn't make sense to the department store. So making that research is really important. And um, as I mentioned earlier, providing evidence of the brand sales performance or potential or growth trajectory is really uh, sexy for the department store because the buyer would say, wow, at least the, the designer has done its uh, his job or her job. They have thought about the potential sales of the brand and it will help us greatly promote the brand better and further and elevate it quicker. There are finally the questions of operational capabilities. We have to assure the buyers that the brand has a robust operational capability and can be a reliable brand when it comes to the department store's potential. Uh, If I can explain myself, I would say that today the designer would come with five styles and it has produced only uh, five uh, sizes per style. And suddenly the department store would do an order of 500 because it has seen that this style would really sell. The question would be, is the designer or the brand capable of producing these 500 in a six, eight or 10 weeks notice? All of these questions have to be anticipated before going into a meeting to make sure that all of the questions are answered and that the department store would be very relaxed when uh, purchasing from that brand. Mm, Yeah. And uh, the last question uh, of this conversation, what are the strengths, uh, the assets of Brazilian fashion? 
Um, well, Brazil is a multicultural country with a very beautiful nature who embraces technology very fast. I believe that this mix can produce a variety of uh, interesting fashion brands. And Catarina uh, Mina is one brand that I have been uh, looking for the last years, at least like 10 years. Uh, I, I have known their pets very well. And I think that uh, it makes me very happy to see how a brand that was based on uh, something that is so Brazilian, you know, like uh, this uh, heritage, cultural heritage that we have, that the, the handmade, the crochet, and uh, not only the crochet, but we have so many artisanal uh, heritages all around the country. They are so unique and so interesting. It's, it makes me very happy to see a brand that can can make beautiful products with this and uh, and make make it to be outside of outside of Brazil in the fashion fairs as splash and in some other places I think that Brazil has a, a, a fantastic potential with everything with all the cultures that we have mixed and with the technology that is just what Alessandra said we are always we're very open to technology. So if we can manage to combine our cultural uh, richness with the technology and find the right solutions to to offer to customers all around the world, I, I think we can be very su successful. <laughs> and talking about swimwear and the resort wear, I think we do have strength as we have like 12,000 kilometers of beach in the tropical <laughs> weather. And uh, we are very used to use and produce swim swimwear. So we know how to make it. And we have the Brazilian charm. And it changes everything. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> You're right about the Brazilian charm. <laughs> um, Selina, what do you think? Yeah, I agree very much with what Thelma said about technology and the, the culture. I think we, we are very successful. We have lots of success mixing both of these things. I believe Brazil has a lot of identity, color as well. Um, we have colors and we have nature and our mutual culture is our strength. And knowing how to, um, to show that to the world without um, the best way possible is, I think Brazil is, um, will have lots of success. Alessandra, if you want to, to add something about uh, strengths and assets of Brazilian fashion? Yes, I think everything that they said, it's pretty much very, very unique from Brazil for sure. I also believe that for each category, Brazil is very important for one reason. So if we were speaking about shoes, for example, it started many, many years ago to be one of the countries that most exported shoes for specific reasons. So Brazil has many qualities. And when we speak about the Yukio, for example, swimwear or the dresses, the caftans, I think that the fabrics from Brazil are also pretty unique. We have in Brazil one of the best manufacturers of fabric. They are one of the best of the world. So at the end, our 
products in clothing are very, very special because of this as well, which we don't find in every country and which is very positive for our brands. And definitely what you said about the charm and how the way the way that Brazilian people speak and, and show the products is it's very it's very special. I, I agree with this as well. Well, in my opinion, Brazilian fashion uh, p- possesses several and unique strengths and assets that contribute to their recognition and their appeal, both um, on the domestic and international markets. But what's notable is uh, their style, um, their beach and resort wear, their sustainable and ethical fashion, everything related to craftsmanship or art- artisanship. And um, if I might say, all of the um, industry support that they have been getting, uh, brand ambassadors, global influencers, benefiting from uh, championing Brazilian brands, sustainability, sustainable textile production, and I believe most importantly, the access to natural resources because Brazil has a vast and diverse landscape providing access to a wide range of natural resources. And finally, if I might say, there is this point related to cross-cultural collaboration. Brazilian fashion designers often collaborate with international brands and designers, which really result in that beautiful cross-cultural exchange and innovation. And these develop products that not only put forward the unique talent uh, and heritage, but put them on a global stage or scale, um, which results in infusing the collection in diverse perspectives and influences, thus mixing different different worlds into a product uh, that is really significant, beautiful, different, and that makes sense at the same time. Thank you very much, everybody, for sharing all these informations with us. This is Fashion Label Brazil podcast. This was the first episode. I am your host, Chloe Cohen. Thank you for listening and see you soon.